Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to week four of the Please Bet on Football Games podcast. I am your host, Alex, here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Uh, I've been better. It's uh, it's a double flu game. We're both sick. It's a double flu game. Yeah, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that we were hanging out exactly a week while I was having... This is going to be rough. We're Zooming and it's going to be choppy, boys and girls. It just fucking is. Mm. We're not five minutes in. We're not even two. No. I'll bleep it. Maybe. Yeah. The uh, the illnesses have gotten us. We're, we're fighting through as best we can, but you're going to have to bear with us. With that said, you want to talk about last week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Another good week. We uh, went up two and a half units. First up, we can talk about New Orleans. We had them plus two. They covered. Uh, mm. They probably should have won, but they at least covered after blowing, what was it, a 17? 17 point lead in the fourth quarter yeah that's tough hey they cover in in the last two games the packers have played we have bet on teams that have blown two touchdown leads in the fourth quarter with shutouts in hand back i think the packers were 12 nothing against the falcons or maybe it was 17 to 3 and then this week the saints were 17 nothing and they pooped they pooped on themselves i think both the saints and the packers are very weird this year well the problem is i think almost every team is very weird this year that's fair uh so yeah it's good that we got the number it covered that's nice on one hand we benefited from a punt return touchdown on the other hand we played most of the game with a backup quarterback and still should have run one outright if not for a crazy missed field goal yeah that one felt i actually didn't even feel that nervous about that one because i feel like the saints typically do well in those situations now i know is who did they have for like 10 years that was always like money in the if you kept him under 50 you're like oh he's mates oh god he's with the broncos now. Lutz? yeah will lutz yeah i always thought he was good i have no idea if the numbers support that but i feel like he showed up in mo- big moments he was a good kicker uh but yeah no that was crushing i can't believe they actually ended up losing that game yeah but i don't think it was I think it was pretty just. It was a just result, in my opinion, that we won. I think we should have won by more. Yeah, I agree. I think the only BS would be blowing a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter and then missing the field goal. If you if you guys are, are smelling the sour grapes on our breath, it's because I bet money line. I bet Saints money line. And I, I actually am completely fine about this outcome. We covered. I, I got greedy. I got creative, and I need to stop doing that. After two incredible winning weeks of just devastating the Bulls, I had one bad week and I'm completely humbled. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. All right. You want to talk about the next game? Yep. Next up, we had our best bet. Another though, that's three and oh on best bets, right? Uh, three and one. Well, we had two best bets. Three and one. Yeah. Stupid Green Bay. Freaking really Green Bay. It's even with Rodgers gone, they still find a way to make you miserable. Even yeah. when you're not a Bears fan. I, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm so ready but, to be a Bears fan again in about a year, though. I'm telling you, they're going to get Drake May, but then they're going to hire uh, Harbaugh. No, no, because. Because the Bears have a pattern. They hire a really crappy, old, extremely vanilla defensive coordinator as head coach. Lovey Smith, John Fox, Matt Eberflus. And then when they fire him, they go get some new age, trendy, hip offensive guru like Mark Trestman or Matt Nagy. So next up, Ben Johnson, come on down. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, go Bears. Pittsburgh, it was our best bet. We had him plus three. That cashed. 
Good job. You think it was a, a righteous win? Oh, God, yeah. Um, The Raiders just suck. They're I, so bad. I, that's all it is, is they suck. And Josh McDaniels is, it's not all there in his head. He does dumb things. And it turns out that, yeah, when you bet on the team with the most elite unit, the, the Steelers have a very good defense or at least an, incre- an incredible defensive line. And that's enough because the Raiders have a very good nothing. They have one receiver. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, that Steelers D-line is aggressive. They were all over the place. But I think the biggest thing to take from this game is we need to bet against the Raiders more often. Yeah. And find ways to fade whatever value they have left. Yeah. But with that, I think we can move on to the next game. Next up, another winner. We had Detroit minus three. They ended up winning by, what, six, four? Something like that. that. It was they were in close control. cover, but it was, yes. Uh, absolutely no bull spit. Uh, the moral of the story is Desmond Ritter is not an NFL backup. They they won by 14. Just, yeah, close cover. Sure, yeah. I was, I, I was going to say, I think they were up 17 like most of the game, but yeah, just Desmond Ritter can't play. And Arthur Smith is addicted to running the ball no matter how many yards he's gaining or not gaining. He's good I at mean, it. They're very predictable. Yeah, just crowd the box. They can't throw. Even if the even if Arthur Smith were to have an epiphany and start throwing the ball, which he's not gonna, then Desmond Ritter has to throw the ball, and he's bad at that. And he also doesn't run, so I don't know what he's doing. the The Falcons are one team that I think I actually think the Falcons would be better with Justin Fields. They're hoping, I, dude. I could see that because he he could fit right in. They could just truly commit to like 1940s football. Yeah, and run. I mean. They have three running backs that can play, and then you could get Justin Fields in there too. My goodness! Yeah, just just run, just never throw. Be Georgia Tech. They could be Georgia Tech in Georgia, technically. You should send an email if they haven't already thought of that. They they've thought of that. I don't know. Hey, Arthur Smith right. is smart. Okay, his dad founded FedEx. That's actually pretty cool. That's a fun fact. Did you not know that? No. Oh yeah, no. His dad founded FedEx. He's the FedEx guy. That's cool. Was FedEx before UPS or is I don't know. I don't know, but he's got a he's got a lot of billions, like a I lot. Don't know who to credit for privatizing mail delivery? Uh, his dad is like a self-made billionaire, like got out of the military and was like, you know what? We should, we could just move stuff around, and uh, it worked. It worked well. Yeah, it really did. All right, uh, we're dragging ass right now, and mm-hmm. to pick it up, we can talk about a loss. Uh, the Washington Commanders, we had them plus six and a half. They they got spanked around a little bit. Yeah. No, this game was over in the third quarter, late in the third quarter when it was 16 nothing. Uh now there are there are bull spitty elements to this. Like if you look at uh shout out our friends over at Sportfolio Kings and Alphabets, they have a they have our a boys. I've been on their podcast a couple times. Um they've got a EDP, I forget what the E stands for, but it's a expected drive points. That's I think that's it. And they they say if you strip away all the bull spit, it should have been a 16 to 16 football game. Now, I think that's a little bit generous. Uh, I think it's quite generous. Uh, if you look at success rate per another friend of the podcast, Arjun Manan, uh, basically an even football game, maybe like a three point football game. That being said, I say it's not bull spit because we knew all offseason. I was terrified of the po- possibility that Washington's offensive line might be so incompetent that it literally renders their offense functionless. And we thought we 
thought that the Bills defensive line was milk toast enough that it wouldn't matter, but it mattered. It mattered big time because yeah, we were wrong. I, I graded I, I graded Sam Howell's performance in this game. He had 22 dropbacks. Would you like to guess how many positive pocket maneuvers he had in 22 dropbacks? I'm going to go 16. 19. Oh my God. I tried to go high because I knew you were, you were leading me that way, but yeah, another fun three. Yeah, he was pressured on 78% of his dropbacks total in the game, and that counts garbage time. That's ridiculous. Usually a lot is like 30 or 40%. 80%-ish? That's... You got to fire people. You got to fire people. Just sign fat dudes. They can't be worse. It's not possible. It's like, it it was really impressively bad. Every single, I was joking with some of my friends, like every single blitz that the Bills ran got home. Every single blitzer hit the quarterback. And and Sam Howell reacted like you might expect a, you know, effectively rookie quarterback to react. He tried to play hero ball. He got risky. He fucked up. Now the question from this game, because I, I agree, um, the Bills were the better team. They deserve to win. I think yeah. they deserve to cover the six yeah. and a half point spread. Yep. I think we just lost this one. Are we worried about betting on the commanders moving forward because of how bad that line is? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that there are going to be an extreme value in spots where they're not facing a great defensive line, but it's going to have to be a bad defensive line because the Bills aren't a great defensive line. <laughs> right. That's the thing that I was thinking about is that like they're pretty Bills are, don't have a great defensive line. So, like, how bad bad does it have to be they've got like the bills are the definition of an average defensive line and they just inserted upon the commander's butts we're not monetizing this episode i'm not editing it it's too much double flu game <laughs> all right no bull spit we lost now on to our fifth pick of the week and another winner now this was a qualified one that got put in we had miami pick. minus what's that the contingency pick yeah contingency pick we had miami minus six and a half um they won by 50 i think yep it quite so exactly that covered yeah um it, it was because the rams never got to minus four and a half so instead we put in miami at six and a half uh i don't think we really need to talk about that one they uh, i i would like i would like to say one thing for all for all okay, the losers ahead. and haters of which there are many uh i graded this game from tua there were 15 gradable dropbacks before garbage time ensued that's a record that's the fewest um of the 15 dropbacks he had four of them we call positive throws they were all busted coverages less than 20 yards downfield less than 15 yards downfield it is what it is 11 of them and i'm not joking at all i really mean this i think almost every backup in the nfl could have hit maybe not desmond ritter but probably everybody else pretty routine plays people on twitter have been asking me to make a video breaking down to his game and i was like my literal response is how many times do you want to hear me say routine because it's going to be very annoying for all of us and and two anon is going to say no 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 two through that two yard drag with the precision of a laser that's why tyreek hill was faster than everybody else he's like eh, he was also just faster than everybody else and mike mcdaniels was smarter than everybody else and when you put them together it's like well that's it it's it's done i digress fuck two anon you're all bitches you know none of you have penises <laughs>
Come at me. You won't find me. I'd love to see what would happen if you did. I would absolutely adore that. DM me. I'll, I'll start giving you hints. It's fair right. to give them a shot. I just, and then I, if I, they do show up, that's your dream. So no, what are they going to do with their not having penises? Come on. Next game. Next game. Now, this was not a super contest bet, but it was a parlay that we adored and did not hit even remotely. We had a three team parlay, which I believe was minus two and a half for money line. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Baltimore, Dallas, and Miami. Miami, that would have hit. Uh, Baltimore and Dallas both lost. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bad. Uh, um, is, I, you could argue a little bit of bull spit on Baltimore's part. Dallas just, what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. Now, I will go on record as saying that that was the team I didn't want to add because it would have been the third team. And anytime you had a third right. team, you God never know what's right. going to happen. But, fuck, Baltimore lost too. And, yeah, I mean, Maybe some bullshit, but also they just Baltimore does that. It's just it was a weird shout out friend of the pod, Pat, who told me this was a classic Harbaugh fuck up week and said we should stay away from it. I said, no, the Colts. Come on. He was right. Um, Don't they went poorly. Don't fade Gardner Minshew. He's better than Anthony Richardson, which is disgusting to say, but it's true. He can actually read a field. All right. Um, So that one was a righteous loss. Uh, We should stay away from parlays and just keep doing sides because we're much better at sides we're so goddamn good at sides do we want to talk about our two bonus bets or move on uh yes because they were bonus bets and because i think that there was something to learn all right so first bonus bet we had tampa bay plus four and a half they got spanked around super super simple super simple handicap don't bet on tampa bay against good defensive lines because tampa bay ran the ball 16 times 12 of or uh 10 of them were on first down that's not good 12 of the 16 runs were directly up the middle in between the guards against Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter. Bad game plan. Who would do this? Only one man would do this. Only Todd Bowles would do this. Somebody needs to do something about Todd Bowles. I'm not going to say what, but it needs to be done. Easy. They're easy. They need to replace him. That's that's what they need to do. Now, I'm not saying you should do anything, but I will tell you his address and what time his security leaves. Didn't you just do this to me about two and on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's just very uh, simple. Don't bet against, don't bet on Tampa against good defensive lines. And then the Eagles, uh, maybe don't bet against them ever because Jalen Hurts is just made of horseshoes. I'm trying to think of like the, what, what team is best suited. The Vikings should have done it two weeks ago and the Patriots almost did it week one. Any team with a decent offensive line or a spread scheme that mitigates the defensive line is going to beat the Eagles. They're not that good. I was going to say because you really just have to be able to control the trenches and have dbs that can catch yeah i mean like five pickable control because you're not going to control the trenches against them but put up a good fight well the way the patriots did it they didn't have a great offensive line they were pretty banged up they just ran a spread offense and got the ball out of max hands quickly that's all you got to do quick passes and when the buccaneers ran quick passes they moved up and down the field at will but when they tried to run the ball what do you think fucking happened they averaged two yards a carry literally last one yeah last one we had the the L.A. Rams, uh, I don't know what it closed at. I think plus three. It closed at plus three. Two and a half, three. Um, we, we liked them enough at that number for a bonus bet. Um, and I think what they pushed. They pushed. And the back door push. 
frankly, yeah. I think we got gypped on this one. I think this was a symbol spit. And I think we learned something really, really important. Take it away. Dude, Joe Burrow's not that fucking hurt, like at all. He looks physically, at least as a passer. As a runner, sure, totally fine. But as a passer, his arm is exactly what it was. It just sucks. And and he always sucked. I have thousands of plays charted. Well, like 1,300 plays charted. Showing he sucks and he continues to suck. And people are like, this is different. It's like, nah, he just got punished for his sins for once. He sucks. So Joe Burrow sucks. We're going to fade the Bengals all the way to hell. All right. Fade the Bengals. And oh, the Rams, think... the Rams defense is just stupid. It's so bad. Nah, that's all I they, they're they're still such a weird team because they've got pieces, but McVay's yeah, like weirdly conservative. Super. And the defense is still bad, but Aaron Donald still exists and crushes people from time to time and will ruin drives. Yeah, they're weird. All right. Let's move on to yep. week four. Let's do it. We're not time stamping this week because we're on Zoom. So let's just plow through. Cool. All right. Moving on to week four. First up on Thursday night, we have the Detroit Lions going to play the Green Bay Packers. Packers are plus two. Ooh, that line moved on me. I got Detroit at pick for a unit. Do I, I, Ooh, I like that? Anything under two and a half, I feel like is pick, although this year has certainly shat upon that idea. That's true. I, I still like the Lions. Dude, Jordan Love sucks. Let's let's look at who the Packers have played. And remember, I was high on the Packers coming into this year. I was low on the Lions. I thought I didn't bet on it because I don't do these kinds of bets. But if I had to, you put a gun to my head, I would have bet Green Bay wins the division over the Lions. One, Green Bay's lack of receivers is pretty glaring. It's tough. Two, Jordan Love is really, really rough. I mean, he's as close to Desmond Ritter as you can get. They're very similar players. Uh, Like Love is better, but maybe only because he's more polished, which is weird because people were talking about Desmond Ritter being so polished coming out of college. People were talking about Jordan Love being so raw coming out of college and it's flipped now. Regardless, I think that the Lions are still the bet and it's it's a simple handicap of I get similar coaching with a much better roster. It's like the, the, the Packers defense to the extent that it is ever good is good because of their sick front seven. But the Lions have the second best offensive line in football and it just got healthy because they just got back their left tackle. The Lions weakness on offense is their lack of receivers, but their tight end Sam Laporta looks dope. He looks legitimately great already. And Amon Ross St. Brown is always good. And the Packers right now, as presently constituted, have a weak secondary with very soft coverages that Ben Johnson will put his fingers inside of. So I don't hate the matchup. I think I have the better roster. And then you flip to the other side of the ball. The Packers low-key have not run the ball well this year, and they've played no one. They've played the Bears, who it turns out may be the worst team in the NFL. They played the Falcons, who we believe suck, and the Lions just proved that they suck last week. And they played the Saints, and they got very lucky to hang in that game against a backup quarterback. Granted, a great backup quarterback, but a backup nonetheless. I think the Packers might kind of suck. I think the Lions might be solid. I think the Lions are solid. I'm, I'll take the Lions minus two. And actually, we can get Lions minus one and a half. You know, the, that site, it just gives you the best odd option. So we can do a minus one and a half. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I think both teams are pretty banged up right now uh, at some of their positions as well. And, you know, on a quick turnaround Thursday night, I think that 
that it starts to matter now. Um, just looking at some of the injury stuff, Bakhtiari's out, Devondre Campbell's out, Elgin Tate's out. God, I cannot say that name. Elton um, Jenkins. Elton, Elton Jenkins is out. Brother of Leroy. I mean, everyone, you know, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, they're both questionable. They've been talked about a ton. Actually, Jair is questionable. As we're podcasting, Christian Watson will play. Okay, so Christian Watson's going to play. Uh, so you've got some big, important players that are not playing and then a bunch of other important players that are at the very least banged up yep but if you go to Detroit side they have some they have some injuries on that offensive line I mean Vitae's out yeah Matt Nelson is out Definitely. Taylor Decker is is coming back but I mean he's still questionable he's been limited same with Jonah Jackson and I think that was fine but he didn't practice once this week he said he has a toe injury so that O-line is also beat up and that's where I do worry because I think the thing the Packers are best at is their front seven on defense. And so now you have a, a beat up Detroit O-line, but I think with the Packers themselves having all those injuries, I think it's going to kind of even out. And then it just goes to who's got better position groups, better coaching and a better core. The coaching is both, both are very good. You know, we, we like Matt LaFleur. We love Ben Johnson. And even though he's not the head coach, he makes that offense run. Yeah. And and Dan Campbell's excellent on fourth down and with like aggression related decisions. So definitely in, in then, it's an incredible staff. Yeah. And then you compare the quarterbacks where Jared Goff, I mean, you know what he is. He's going to be kind of what you give him, assuming you don't ask him to do much, yeah. which they don't know exactly how to use him. But then he's going against Jordan Love, who looks kind of bad yeah. all the time. Like every once in a while, he'll put together like a drive or two of like, oh, that's pretty good. But most of the time, it looks pretty inept. Yeah. So I think you have the advantage there. And I think right now, Detroit has a more talented roster on offense. And they're closer on defense than the Packers are the Lions. I think this is a good spot at one and a half. I like it. I agree. Yeah, it's it's low on the priority list, especially because it's a Thursday and fuck shit happens on Thursdays. But for now, it's a like. And you know what? We're going manual sound effects. Cha-ching. I'm not going back. That was honestly, that was really well done. I thought that sounded very pretty, Joe. I have perfect pitch. Do you actually? Fuck no. I'm not even quite <laughs> sure what that even means. I don't really either. Um. Anyway, let's move on to Sunday. Cool. All right. And on to Sunday. First up, the 8.30 kickoff. Oh. The Atlanta Falcons go to play a Jacksonville home game in London. The Jags are minus three. All right. I want the Jags minus three. I do too. I think that's a great pick. And the Jags are at home. They the play Jags, in England every year. The Jags are effectively at home, but more importantly, the Jags are furious with themselves after what happened in Houston or versus Houston. Yeah. I didn't know Trevor Lawrence had a Twitter. He tweeted. He tweeted the taking notes emoji. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's not happy. And he kind of sucks. But God damn it, if he could just play. He kind of sucks, but he also kind of is awesome at the same exact time. And I don't know what to do with any of it. But it's if ever you're going to fucking show, you're going to fucking show against the Falcons. They have no secondary. You'll your pass. Their pass rush will not be overwhelming. And their offense will not do that much. Also, Trayvon Walker, please be useful. You can stop the um, run, right? I mean, apparently, yes, he can. It's the only thing he can do. How quiet of a first overall pick that's been. And it, but we kind of knew it would be. Like, that was a dumb pick. I liked Trayvon Walker. I thought he was a good player. I didn't think he was fucking close to as good as Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, 
yeah, he's just, I don't know, not the not the prototype that I feel like you look for in today's NFL. No, and, and like the pass rusher. Everybody talks about how he was such a freak athlete, but like it didn't really pop on the film like that. He looked like a powerful athlete, but not fast or quick or bendy. And those are the things you need. So I don't know. He, he might be another one of the uh, benefactors of the juiced 40 times post COVID because it really could be like if you if you add a fucking tenth of a second to his 40 time like you should all of a sudden he's running a 4-8 and everybody's like man eh, you know he's okay yeah change the whole thing so i don't know i we're not gonna watch this game most likely because we'll be playing roller hockey which does Hell suck yeah. does suck but roller hockey is sweet um or you're not gonna put headphones in no i'll be scoring listen way to too- this game i i have a game to dominate <laughs> all i'm gonna do as soon as you score three goals i'm going to be hip checking into boards <laughs> the entire time i'm gonna try and put you out of one of the doors break my face again uh, <laughs> you're gonna need three surgeries after this one pussy. <laughs> yeah no i mean this this game is gonna be boring and gross i'm gonna i kind of want to bet the jaguars just because they have a motivation spot they're used to this scenario being in london and god damn it i want to fade the falcons at every turn i just looked it up this will be the jags ninth game in london and next week is 10 it's insane i know also uh it's worth noting this line hasn't moved like this the look ahead line was three both of these teams lost in em- embarrassing fashion really and the line didn't move so if we eliminate last week's results we would take the jaguars every goddamn time and the line is telling us to eliminate last week's results i just think that the calvin ridley revenge game but in in reality jokes aside i do think that trevor lawrence is going to bring his a game i do think that the jaguars will put up some points and they, they have to get their shit together and i think they will right and i think doug peterson is a good type of coach that you don't go on like long slides with like he's a guy that'll get you back figured out you know your ceiling will be however limited but he's always going to have the boys ready to play and especially after a bad loss i think he's going to have them ready it'll, it'll be a good spot for him yeah but, i i don't love the jaguars i kind of want to fade the jaguars but i oh i want to fade the falcons more that's fair i'm gonna get behind doug all right so so Jack- we'll put a, a like on jags I'll put a lean for now because there are a lot of good games. All right. So lean for the Jags minus three. Let's move up. Yeah, I was uh, and on to Sunday. First up in the noon hour, we have the Denver Broncos going to play the Chicago Bears. The Bears are plus three and a half. Fuck that line has moved heavy. This was Denver minus two at the beginning of the week. Um, I don't want to touch this game. Do you know how bad the Bears are? The Broncos just lost by 50 points. Uh, Problem. And the, the Bears- line over with the Broncos as favorites and is getting steamed to the Broncos being heavier favorites like this line is moving towards the Broncos so if you want them take them now uh no this is it's bad it's, the Bears are so bad it's so bad that I'm having a little bit of fun like a little bit of fun because everybody's burning their Justin Fields jerseys and I told them a fucking killer Mike voice I told y'all suckers I told y'all suckers I told you on RTJ one and I told you on RTJ two and you still ain't believe me uh but now they do believe me and they're burning his jersey and it's great but at the same time they don't deserve this nobody deserves this i didn't think it would be so bad it's been been next level bad i think it's really funny because i agree there are still a few accounts out there on twitter who are trying to uh who are trying to justify it and be like oh justin feels actually not the problem and and they're getting no attention because everybody is kind of just done everybody's kind of sick of it they're like yeah we've seen 
enough. He is the problem. Yeah, like it, it's Maybe hard. not the problem, but he's definitely one of the big ones. It's hard to deny. Yeah, I agree. We just leave this game, move on, and maybe we'll talk about one of these teams again at a certain point in the season. But this week is not that time. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens going to play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are minus two and a half, or you can get Ravens plus three. I think it's time. I, I, I think that I'm ready to bet on the Browns. Oh, God. Dude. Okay. Todd Monk and revenge game must be said, but Lamar just looks so useless as a passer. And we know that the Cleveland defense is going to be good. Baltimore just got legitimately beaten or at least hung with by the Colts. And I don't know, man. I just, if Watson can play average football, just average football, the Browns can be a really good team. And he showed us for the first time last week that he is capable of playing average, just barely average, but average football. As as the Browns whisper, yeah. what do you think? So, I mean, we go back. I think the Ravens are a little overrated just because they always have the Lamar factor that people overrate. Yeah. And they always secretly have 17 injuries that would crush any other team. Now, I am a little worried of them coming off of a bad week where you know they're going to be pissed off. And the Browns are coming off kind of a triumphant week. But it's a division game. It's in Cleveland. I should look up what the weather's going to be. No, well, apparently it's going to be a beautiful weekend in Cleveland, so never mind. But I think the Browns are a more complete team. They historically have played Lamar incredibly well. Now, yeah. I do worry about the switch to Schwartz because he just runs that attacking defense, which has kind of been the reason they've been so good this year. But I worry if he's going to try and keep doing that same thing and then they're going to run into problems like a lot of teams have with Lamar, which is you just end up letting him run all over you. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. The the thing that the advantage that the Browns have had on the Ravens for years has been that they just understand how to play him with softer coverages and lots of safeties on the field. And that's the opposite of what Schwartz is going to do. But on the flip side, who who is healthy for the Ravens? Uh, Linderbaum is still hurt. He might play. He's part. He's practicing, but he's probably going to be banged up. Uh, Ronnie Stanley returned to practice, but hurt. Kyle Hamilton sitting out. Kyle Hamilton sucks, but they do run cool blitz packages with him. I mean, actually, the Ravens are starting to get kind of healthy. Like most of these guys are coming back. Oh, the only guy that it looks like probably won't. The only guys that are probably out are going to be Bateman, Beckham and Marlon Humphrey, which are big losses. But Lamar can't throw anyway. And Marlon Humphrey, that just yeah, that's tough. Yeah, there's no getting around that one. And Amari Cooper has been a huge part of Brown's success and making Deshaun look anytime Deshaun has looked like a passable quarterback. It's been when Amari is doing really well. Yeah. So having no Marlon Humphrey is actually probably a really big change because now that makes it that much easier for Amari to get going, which gets Deshaun going, which takes the Browns from a decent team to a good one. That might be doing too many logical jumps, but I think that bodes well for the Browns. I think the Browns are a better team this year, especially with the way the injuries have turned out. And the Browns corners have been playing really well. And Lamar throws a lot of just like loft balls. Yeah, man. I think we take the Browns. I just I'm, yeah, I'm I'm talking myself into the Browns and I don't like it. Here's here's the worst case scenario for us. Worst case scenario is Deshaun Watson actually plays well for once, and then the Browns are unstoppable. And he's on the trajectory to play at least decent, right? I think, but I don't know, man. I really don't know. After that pass he threw last week, I know he followed up with some decent. 
Chiefs once afterward and they won the game, whatever. But that unbelievably bad throw it 10 yards backwards, nowhere near your receiver or your running back that's back there um, for a fumble was all time bad. I can't I can't give him any benefit doubt now. He might be a complete idiot. OK, so we lean it and we come back. I think so. OK, it's a tough game. I do. I, I want to bet the Browns. I just don't know if I can get there. No, I feel that I get it 100 percent. All right. So we'll lean Browns minus two and a half and revisit it. Next up in the noon hour, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to play the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are plus two and a half. All right. So Joe Burrow does indeed suck. And the Titans actually have a defensive line, which will pressure him and make his life hard. Unlike the Rams. I also like the Titans secondary. I think it's underrated. The issue is the Titans don't have an offensive line. And we saw what happens when the Cincinnati Bengals play an inferior offensive line against the Rams. It just derailed the game. Yeah. Uh, it looks Their like white lightning duo is good. White lightning is good. And it looks like Skaronsky is still going to be hurt. Probably won't play. Traylon Burks hurt might not play so you're banking on the worst offensive line in the nfl yes probably worse than washington and 47 year old new hopkins i don't really like it i, I don't want to talk about it i'm sad right now yeah, i mean i don't i don't think you can bet on the titans just because the state that team is in right now i think you could I don't really, know if they can function i think you could really bet on the titans against a bad bad defensive line i just don't know how many bad bad defensive lines there are go play the bears yeah. Oh, when they play the Bears, but when anybody plays the Bears. All right. Next game. All right. So, yeah, move on. Next game. Ooh, I like this, this one. will be pretty interesting. Yeah. We have the Miami Dolphins going to play the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are minus two and a half, or you can get Miami plus three. Bills. Really? Like it? I love it. I'm kind of torn on this game, so convince me in the Bills. All right. One, this line has not moved. Last week, this line was Bills minus three, and then the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points. I think that's indic indicative of something. If this line feels even remotely correct to you, it means that either you are one, one of the most based dudes of all time, and you do not react to anything that's happened recently, or two, you low-key really like the Bills, because the Dolphins just scored 70 points. It was against the Broncos. Correct. And two weeks ago, the Dolphins played against the Patriots, and they, like, almost didn't win the game. They only scored, like, 20 points. And week one, they played the Chargers, who are, like, a terrible, terrible, terrible defense, and they turned the ball over a bunch of times and shouldn't have won the game and scored in the 20. And that's a terrible defense. Uh, the Bills... Now, the Bills are not the defense that we saw against Washington, but they are a solid, well-coached defense. They play... This is actually a big difference. Dude, Sean McDermott is a night and day. Like, incredibly positive change for their defense as the play caller. Because where Leslie Frazier used to just run cover two nickel and just base it up, McDermott runs, like, lots of disguises. He brings pressures. He's rotating his safeties. It's it's freaking incredible. They're a whole new team, but they're really disciplined, really well-coached, and they're a solid, solid team. They don't have any, like, really weak spots. So I expect that this Bills team is going to come out and look real nice on defense. Uh, I don't think they'll shut Miami down. I don't think anybody can. I think Mike McDaniel's too good, too smart. Tyreek Hill's too fast. Jalen Waddle's too fast. But it'll confuse Tua. Tua will not have easy answers because it's soft zones instead of exotic man coverages that Vance Joseph is constantly confusing himself with in Denver. And then on the other side, I don't think the Dolphins defense is any good. And the Bills offensive line looks really 
good right now. And Josh Allen, since his week one debacle, looks really good right now, again. All right, so I agree with a lot of what you said. I will go to kind of the reasons I've been thinking Miami. So first of all, like, yeah, they they struggled a little bit against uh, the Patriots and that defense. I think some of that's just the Bill effect. And as much as we want to talk about, ah, Bill doesn't know what he's doing. He does do a good job of being able to take away some of your schemed options. And Miami is purely schemed. Mm-hmm. So I think Miami's offense is still very good. And while I agree with you, McDermott makes the Buffalo defense better. They still don't have like all that much athleticism in their secondary. And I worry that Tyreek and Waddle are going to be able to just cook them all day long. So And so then it's shootout game. And I don't know. I feel like I, not that I like Tua, and I think he's very limited in what he can do, but he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. And I think Josh Allen is the one that's more likely to make mistakes in this game. Yeah, it's it's a shootout and Tua has easy mode and Josh Allen plays on extreme hard mode. No matter no matter how well you scheme it up, Josh Allen turns it into hard mode and he's good enough that he makes it work, but it is hard. Um, right. and, that, and that leads to variance. So I see your point. The one, actually, the thing that makes me comfortable with these bills is that they know they don't have the most athletic secondary and their whole defense is built around sheltering them up from that. And I think that that is where they gain an advantage on Tua and the Dolphins just because they're going to be disciplined. You're not going to be able to find a busted coverage. They know they can't run with you, so they're not going to try. They're going to drop zones and make you dink and dunk your way down the field and be precise and consistent. And Tua is not that. And that's not what the Dolphins are built for. They're built for big, big plays. Also, you can't really target the middle of the field because Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and Matt Milano are too goddamn good. And that's that's where Tua throws the ball down the field. So this is a good point. It's it's tough because you look at slow secondary versus fast wide receivers, and it's very easy to see how they would be devastated by it. But they're slower than the wide receivers they play damn near every week, and it doesn't hurt them. It never has. I mean, they th- this same Bills secondary has handled Tyreek Hill with Andy Reid, and now they have a better defensive coordinator. I see True. your I see your reticence, and it is tough because it's going to be such a great game. Is this a noon game? Yes. Mistake. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised by that, honestly. That's that's just fucking malpractice. Uh, let's put it as a lean, and we'll talk about it later. Because okay. why why extend ourselves when we only need five bets? All right, on to the next one. Yep, we have the Washington Commanders going to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are minus eight, or you can get Washington plus eight. Ugh, I don't I think actually, you can bet on this one. Yeah, no, a week ago, you're betting Philly. Yeah, I, you can't bet on this game. A week ago, I thought about it, and I I kind of leaned towards Washington just because I thought Jalen Hurts has been taking so fucking long in the pocket this year and that defensive line is going to get home to him even if the Eagles have a good offensive line and when they get home it's going to cause turnovers but watching how incredibly incapable Washington's offensive line looked last week I think it's it's a you can't touch them it's toxic yeah no not against that D line can't do it yeah no we move on next next game all right still in the noon slate next up we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to play the New Orleans Saints the Saints are minus three or you can get bucks plus three and a half I want to bash my face into this wall a few more times to see if it'll soften it's, it, it is uh, a Jameis revenge game but is. but we've seen Jameis play against these bucks and he isn't good and god damn it can you imagine the hilarious shit he's gonna do when he sees an exotic zone blitz 
so that's one hand. Uh, on another hand, this this is kind of backwards thinking, but Marshawn Lattimore always shuts down Mike Evans, right? He classically, he does. And, and, and the Buccaneers know that by now, right? It, is it is it possible that that means that Baker throws to Mike Evans less and therefore more of his passes get caught? <laughs> Mike Evans has seven drops this year in three games. That's a lot of drops. It's remarkable. So I also like the fact that uh, the Saints run a primarily man defense and Dave Canales runs a version of the McVay-Shanahan offense, which is lots of motion, confuses man defense, and lots of outside runs, theoretically, not last week, uh, which exploit man defenses. So it should be a decent matchup. Finally, Baker Mayfield's just playing really good football. I, I He's playing really good football, and he's not going to be pressured that much this week because the Saints defensive line low-key sucks. This will probably be the cleanest pockets he's had. Nah, the Bears. The second cleanest pockets he's had this year. I definitely lean Tampa Bay. Uh, one, because you can get him three and a half. The three and two, a half makes it a must for me. Yeah. Two, I agree in that New Orleans doesn't. I mean, old man uh, Cam Jordan still running around does some stuff. But that defense... They're solid. They have good linebackers. They have good corners. But D-line, I'm not too scared of. I think Tampa will be all right there. Their incredibly weak O-line won't get exposed too much. And if you give Baker time, Baker does well. I think these are pretty even teams. And now we're getting the hook and kind of the matchup that we like when Baker is playing, which is he should have time to throw. So I agree with you. I'm good with making this a bet. Yeah, no, this is the first one I feel like legitimately sure that I like any given week. Uh, so, cha-ching. Tampa Bay, plus three and a half. This is my favorite one so far. All right, moving on. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are plus four and a half, or you can get Vikings minus four. Boy, that one's moved. I, uh, I'm i going to continue bragging about bets I made on Sunday night. I got Minnesota minus three, and I love it. Yeah, four, I would. Four and a half is iffy, but there's a one way that I like it. If Bryce Young plays with a bad ankle, I really like this bet anyway. Anyway. Would you take it all the way up to six and a half? No, but I'd take it up to five and a half. So I think you can still get Vikings minus four. But yeah, no, I take Vikings minus four if I know that Andy Dalton's not playing because Andy Dalton was so much better than Bryce Young. Looked like a completely different he's, team. He's a professional, man. Well, it goes back to what we were saying last week. It's not that Andy Dalton's good. It's that Bryce Young isn't competent. Yeah, that's fair. Also, just Brian Flores with those exotic fucking blitzes that he's always throwing at you in waves against that bad defensive line or offensive line rather it's a bad offensive line that we know going back to baker's days there just it 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 makes a lot of mental mistakes it doesn't pick up blitzes very well and now you're getting the most creative blitzer and you've got a shitty small rookie quarterback who can hardly see over the line as it is trying to deal with blitzes like that it's a recipe for disaster now if andy dalton plays he's a savvy veteran who will probably have checks at the line and be able to organize shit but that's why we're not betting this line if Andy Dalton plays. Yeah, but I agree with you bet? as long as, what do you, what'd you say? A contingency bet? It could be. I think this is another contingency bet. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we'll even need to make it because we already have, I mean, shit, we already have five games we've picked. We just haven't bet on all of them, but we're still on the noon slate. But yeah, we can we can add it to probably leans right now or contingency bet, no CJ Stroud. Because I think the Vikings should be able to score in the air like a lot. Yeah. Just some 
Jefferson should have a fucking day. Yeah. But all right, we'll leave him off in the lean pile, likely with a contingency on it if they make it in, and move on. Cool. All right, next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams going to play the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are plus one and a half, or you can get Rams minus one. Boy, ah, fuck. I want to bet the Rams, but I don't know, man. Their defense was so underwhelming last week. Yeah, I think it's hard to bet on the Rams right now, but Colts are also bad. Colts are bad, and the Colts are not going to get any pass rush. So uh, Matt Stafford's another guy from a clean pocket. Very good. And he will have a clean pocket this week. On the other side, it's going to be Minshew again, yeah? Uh, I'm not so sure about that. See, Anthony Richardson is worse, but the Rams have no athleticism on defense, and I feel like it could just be Anthony Richardson athleting his way to a small victory. Right. See, that's what I would worry about with the Colts as well, that he's still in concussion protocol, but he could be ready to play on Sunday. Man, let's just fucking pass it. We don't need to bet on these fucking Rams. Yeah, welcome. I don't know. So it's holy today. So yeah, let's leave that game. We don't need to pick between two bad teams. Yep. All right. And now for the final game in the noon slate, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers going to play the Houston Texans. Texans are plus three or Steelers minus two and a half. Ooh, that one moved as well. Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to take Pittsburgh again. <laughs> I do too. Like people are very high on CJ Stroud right now and watching the games. I don't understand really why. My, my biggest thing for it goes back to what did we what was your evaluation of cj stroud what was the thing that always tanked his game you're right the kryptonite argument he panics like crazy at the first sign of a little pressure and this is the first team he's going to play this year that will truly bring pressure and the steelers bring it in creative ways they bring guys at you unblocked because they confuse your o-line and houston has a backup o-line i think this is pittsburgh like again their offense is bad i don't like it Matt Canada is so horrible. And it's honestly a stain against Tomlin's legacy that not only has he kept Matt Canada there as long as he has, but he's just made him more involved in the offense. Yeah. But regardless, I think the defense will keep winning games for them. As long as they keep playing shitty teams. Yeah, I totally agree. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Yeah, I think that one should be a bet too. Cha-ching. No, for, for real, cha-ching. I, who the fuck is going to cover George Pickens? <laughs> Isn't Stingley out too? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, just, I don't want to overthink that one i i guess i could see kenny pickett tanking that game for the steelers and maybe cj stroud has figured out how to look pressure in the face and not shit down his own leg doubt it but that'd be a pretty crazy turnaround so i think we stick with pittsburgh minus two and a half we're under field goal why not yeah i mean we know that pittsburgh is not the type of team that's going to give houston 14 points on extra on special teams unlike the jaguars seriously all right so let's lock it in and then we can move on to the three o'clock slate yep uh do you want to pause and switch over because we have seven minutes and on to the three o'clock hour first up we have the las vegas raiders going to play the los angeles chargers the chargers are minus five and a half i'm gonna keep doing the bragging because i have chargers minus three and a half um five and a half you said yeah five boy that's a bitch i don't trust brandon staley to cross the road safely much less lay more than a field goal i want to parlay it but let's not get cute yeah i think this could be a fun one that you tie into something else and just get 
it basically chargers money line yeah but at just at that number of five and a half no thank you let's move on yep moving on all right next up we have the arizona cardinals going to play the san francisco 49ers the 49ers are minus 14 uh this game i don't want to talk about at all uh arizona is not good dallas just had a brain fart i do want to say one thing on the last game though brian hoyer is the starting quarterback for the raiders this week i don't think that changes anything i have a pretty i I have a basically an identical grade on hoyer and garoppolo so unfortunately i don't think that provides us an advantage no i don't think it does do you do you have anything to say about san francisco or arizona no then i think we move the hell on yes all right and the final game the three o'clock hour we have the new england patriots going to play the dallas cowboys the cowboys are minus six and a half or you can get the patriots at plus seven man i don't want to fucking touch this either um i think dallas is a great leg just because they're not going to lay two eggs in a row and they're clearly a better team than the patriots i will say the patriots have classically played Dak pretty close i want to say the last couple years when they've played it's always been games that kind of came down to the line last year they had that game where we bet on dallas and i think it was three and a half that we laid and they were they were totally in control of the game but just some fluky shit happened Dak threw some picks and it ended up being an overtime game and then we covered with a touchdown in overtime yeah i don't know i feel like maybe this is a game that you uh use with the chargers to get them down to you know you money line them both the money line parlay i like that yeah i think that could be a decent one because i agree with you dallas cannot play like that for a second week in a row i think that defense will really get after mac as much as they can and i think you're right the patriots are typically pretty good at just kind of switching to some west coast stuff but i still think that dallas defense is gonna be all over them and i don't like mac in those situations i think he does poorly in those situations i agree with you so i think maybe that's a move we make um and that's the way we can get at both the chargers and dallas as we do a little bit of uh money line parlay couldn't agree more all right well let's move on to sunday night football we have the kansas city chiefs going to play the new york jets the jets are plus nine and a half nine and a half nine and a half that's almost too big to be a leg it's still a leg but fuck uh we should figure out something to do sunday around like 3 30 because none of these late games are interesting at all absolutely can't i cannot believe they were like hey let's uh let's just shove buffalo and miami into this 12 game <laughs> slot and just fill the rest of the day with absolute shit did, did they think arizona san francisco would be good did they think oakland versus chargers would be good did, did they think that well they probably did think new england and dallas would be good wow. what what has said new england is what um people will never give up on bill that's fair Kansas um, city's gonna win this game i honestly yeah. think it might even be worth it at minus nine and a half because who knows i think kansas city will score four or five touchdowns and zach wilson has that in taylor swift will be there too oh big big moment i don't know i don't know i'm i think that's uh that's a game that we don't really watch or bet on or care about yep unless you use it to help you buy down on something but let's move on to monday unfortunately and monday night football we have the seattle seahawks going to play the new york giants the giants are minus one and a half or seattle plus one 
this is a fucking actionable but difficult game simply because both of these teams are in the same little purgatory level for me where they're close to being good, but they're not there, you know? Yeah. So Seattle's biggest problem on offense, aside from their quarterback being mid, both of these quarterbacks are very mid. These quarterbacks are almost identical caliber to me, if not identical. Uh, Seattle has no offensive line, but the Giants don't really have a pass rush. It's Dexter Lawrence, who is mostly a nose guard or nothing. And that's not good uh, on the other side. I just don't understand how the Giants produce offense. Daniel Jones sucks. He might be worse than Geno Smith. It's probably worse than Geno Smith. I think he is. And they don't really have any explosive weapons because as much as I adore Darren Waller, he has fucking nerve damage in his fucking knee. Yeah, he. I don't think he'll ever play football again. He'll never be the same guy. So I guess I want to lean Seattle. I, <laughs> I agree. If I'm going anywhere, I'm going Seattle, but I don't want either. Yeah, I don't want to fucking bet this game. I might live bet it, but fuck. Could. I mean, now we do have just a shitload of leans and maybes. We've got, per my count, five leans and two picks. Yeah, so we can go revisit those leans, and then maybe we don't even need to worry about this. I agree. All right, so for the record, currently our two picks are Tampa Bay plus three and a half and Pittsburgh minus two and a half, and our leans, as far as I have them, are Jacksonville minus three at home in London, Detroit minus one and a half. I think they're going in Lambeau. Yeah, they're in Lambeau. Cleveland minus two and a half at home. Buffalo minus two and a half at home. And then Minnesota minus four. Do you want to just go Detroit, Jacksonville, Cleveland? No, let's go Detroit, Jacksonville, Minnesota. What are your thoughts? Cleveland does scare me. They really do. I think maybe, how about this? How about we do our contingency bets? So we do Detroit and Jacksonville. Yep. I agree. I think those are my favorites out of that. And then we do Minnesota if Bryce Young plays. Yep. If Bryce Young doesn't play, then we do Cleveland minus two. And we do a cigarette bet. Uh, I take Buffalo, you take Miami? Sure. Why not? I don't even feel that strongly. I think I'm like a very, very, very slight lean to Miami. But yeah, sure. Let's do it. I don't, I don't, I don't feel confident enough in Josh Allen to completely override you and be like, nope, fuck it. I know you kind of like Miami, but I like Buffalo. Like, I don't like Buffalo <laughs> that much. It scares me. But I I need to have some documented action on it and therefore cigarette bet. That's fair. Not, not a bonus bet, just a cigarette bet. Um, Yeah, and then, so, best bet, Tampa Bay? Sure, I like it. We're getting the hook. We're getting three and a fucking half. That's that's it for me. Yeah, I'm good with that. And then, are we adding the uh, Chargers-Dallas Moneyline Parlay? You're goddamn right we are. That's probably going to be okay. plus 115 odds. I was about to say, I can go look it up real quick and do some calculations. Beep, boop, bop. Oh, hell yeah, Batman. The new Matt and Shane just dropped. About to say, wow, you did those calculations for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cowboys money line with Chargers money line. I have as minus 111. God damn, where is that? They're jipping you. I mean, it's Bovada, so of course they are. But in terms of finding the worst odds that you know you can definitely get somewhere, you know you can at least get a uh, minus 110. Yeah, so it's a fair bet. Cool. That That's, uh. so let's, uh, let's recap real quick. Best bet, Tampa Bay plus three and a half we like that three and a half and we like baker mayfield especially in clean pockets second best bet which is not a best bet pittsburgh minus two and a half against houston simply put we think that cj stroud struggles with pressure and pittsburgh will bring that shit uh detroit over 
Green Bay. We get the slightly better coaching with the slightly better quarterback against the team that we feel has been very lucky in these last two weeks or last two of the last three weeks. Uh, Jacksonville minus three over Atlanta. We want to fade Atlanta while we can. And Jacksonville understands what it is to be in London much better than Atlanta does. Also, Atlanta's or Jacksonville's pissed off because they just blew it to Houston last week. Finally, we'd like Minnesota minus four if Bryce Young plays. If Andy Dalton plays, run the hell away. If Andy Dalton is playing for Carolina, instead we'll take Cleveland minus two and a half. Minnesota, we think that Brian Flores will confuse a rookie quarterback with his crazy blitzes, and they have nobody to cover Justin Jefferson. Cleveland, we like because Deshaun Watson is trending upwards. It looks like he might not be actual dog shit. He might be baby shit, which smells much less bad. Um, I don't know about that. Okay, he might be a pretty obnoxiously loud fart. That's fair. Because usually those don't smell so bad. Um, so Yeah, we think that Deshaun Watson can actually play serviceable possibly, but more importantly, Baltimore is very beat up and Cleveland's defense is sick as hell. Um, Kind of like us. Very sick. Finally, <laughs> Dallas is just gonna beat New England. They're coming off an embarrassing loss and they're a much better team. They will bring their A game. They're also playing at home. They're gonna get right. Uh, also, watch out for the Stephon Gilmore Gilly Lock revenge game. And then finally, the Chargers beating the Raiders. The Chargers are too good of a team to be one and three. They will get back to two and two. Even Brandon Staley can't blow that. And they're playing against Brian Hoyer and or Jimmy G. They'll figure it out. Justin Herbert will score 30 as always, and that will be enough. Oh, and then cigarette bet. Buffalo will beat Miami. Tua will fall. I will make a video. It will be hilarious. And you will owe me a third cigarette. Wait, are we doing money line? Are we doing spread? No, spread. You get the two and a half. Okay. I was going to say, no, don't go stealing points from me. I need all the help I can get. You have Mike McDaniel, your sober king. I do. I love him. But I also have to be saddled with Tua. Yeah, but I have half of Josh Allen. Yeah, it just depends which half. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, half of Josh Allen's why I'm making the bet. The other half of Josh Allen is the reason it's not minus eight. Uh, Yeah, so I, that, I think that's the sick pod, dude. I think we did it. I agree. I think that's it. I think we found games we liked. Break the out the pod. red panties. We done it. What? That's Conor McGregor. Uh, right over my head. When he, he, he won his first championship belt, he told his wife to break out the red panties. He done it. Back when it was just good, clean fun. Back when he was good at fighting and not on a ton of steroids. His head is so large. He looks he looks like an ape. He, yeah, actually, he looks like a different. We could say that. Uh, with He's that... Irish, I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm like 1%. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I can get drunk too. Uh, yeah, that's all we got. I'm going to go eat a half a bottle of emergency and go to sleep till next week. Uh, please bet on football games. Asta.